Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, the world's most okayest gaming podcast out there. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-hosts, Adam, CS Radical, and Chris at Gin and Chris. This week, we're going to be talking about 2023 and the games that are getting added to our backlogs. These might be games that are great we never got a hands on or games that just didn't quite make the cut with everything that was going on this week, this year. So we put them on the backlog and we'll get back to them in the dry months that are coming. If you like that, and you want to hear more. We post podcast episodes every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you get your podcast. Or you can see our lovely faces as we make this podcast but on YouTube or Spotify. Uh, yeah, we do that right there. Just like Joe Rogan. Who's to say which one's better? It's up to you to decide. With that being said, gentlemen, how are we doing? What have you guys been playing? What are you guys up to? Yeah, it's been it's been all right. I mean, I'm I'm continuing my trend. I'm almost feeling like it's a challenge to just not play Cyberpunk the rest of the year just to make you upset. Although I I intended to play it after I was done Yakuza, and then I forgot Persona Five Tactics came out, so now I started that. I'm like, well, I guess that's another couple of weeks that if we're not playing Cyberpunk. And who knows, maybe Avatar will be so good, it's, spoiler alert, it's not going to be that good, but maybe it'll be good enough that I'll still have to take more time out of my day to play something I swear, else. If you play Avatar before Cyberpunk, <laughs> yeah, I'll have yeah, to have strong is... opinions about you. Is it worth the money to come on the show and say I finished Avatar? No, it's fucking not. I do not support that shit. I can't convince myself to do that. I barely can convince convince myself to buy a lot of things full price now. I certainly will not just for a bit. Yeah. Commit to Imagine it. it turns out Subscribe Avatar's to my like Patreon that I'm going to have to make for this. I I would love it if Adam reached out to Ubisoft and said, Hey, can I get a review copy? Oh, are you gonna review? <laughs> no, no, I just got this bit. You no, know, they'll probably <laughs> answer be bit. like, Oh my god, you're like the seventh person to ask for one. Here you go. <laughs> We have hundreds, thousands even that we've been just waiting please to get take to this. Somebody talk about this game. To which I go, well, if you guys talked about this game, you release it. You know, here's our side note, guys. It's being released in December. There's been no advertising for it. Do you think they think it's a good game? Or do they well, okay. know it's a piece of shit? Side sidebar, what do you guys think? Let's just do quick with like no definite no explanations. Where do you think it lands on Metacritic, like out of a 10? Where do you think? Oh, God, this is 60 territory for sure. This is like low 69. 60s. Calling it 69. Yes. I say it's I say it's in the 70s. I think it's going to be like a solid like 7 out of 10. Here's where my thing is. We've noticed it's not like a Hi-Fi Rush situation where we didn't know it existed until it came out. We've known about this for a while. They're putting it in December, which is a dead zone. Skull and Bones has a new release date for February. No, the game that will not die. They have a new release date that's supposed to be in February. If it stays there, that's a whole different story. But even they're like, we're going to put this where a lot of games are going to be. They're putting Avatar in a, in a month that no one releases games in. Uh, they're I, releasing I just met- it to die a very quick silent death. Sidebar like on the sidebar. You know, they're technically not in breach of contract if they just never release the game. It's only when they cancel it that they breach the contract. So as long as they're just going to keep kicking it out until Singapore what, skull as a bones? country doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to keep kicking it out until Singapore like is no longer a country. <laughs> There's going to be some like international uh, coup. Everyone's going to be like really upset. There's going to be like news articles and everyone's going to be upset. And Ubisoft's just like, yes. <laughs> but I, I mean, feel like the, the, the aside aside. I've been playing Aside. Persona 5 Tactics just to spike Kalen further by playing a JRPG above Cyberpunk. I've finally hit a better rut with it. The first few hours of it were really difficult to get into, and Persona games are generally slow to begin with. But I found with Tactica that the gameplay is not nearly as interesting right off the bat, so it became... Almost like I would pop in and play an hour or two at most of it. Like it almost became like a, I'll come back and put a couple more missions in and then I'll leave it and come back later. I finally, now that I've gotten through the first chapter and the story starting to hit, I'm now at a point where I'm like, okay, now there's actually something to kind of bite on and, you know, kind of pull myself a little bit deeper into. The tactical gameplay is actually really good. I like that instead of just a grid, it basically gives you like, I mean, it's still a grid, but it's also, you can freely move 
as many times as you want with each character until they do an action. So there are points in the game where you can potentially try to um, hit an enemy and knock them back. But, oh, if you knock them back, they're going to hit your own character and that's going to screw them up. So you can move them out of the way and then move them back and then potentially do a combo. There Later in the game, there's also, if you knock somebody off a higher ledge and they're below, they can take a shot. That gives the character who pushed them off the ledge an extra turn. So are there are ways to position your characters around freely where you can keep a, a turn going on even longer. So there's a lot more flexibility there. Is it really complex i couldn't tell you i'm not playing on extreme difficulty like some people do with xcom where you just get your shit pushed in but like as it stands like even at an easier difficulty which is what i'm playing on like it's still pretty interesting to be like it's not a matter of you know am i in trouble it's more of how fast can i do this like how how like how many advantages can i take of it have i been challenged yet the bosses really are the only spots where it does and I'm two bosses through. The first one was actually really challenging because it was all about placement. The second one was, okay, now it's about how quickly can you navigate this maze that we put in front of you to get to the point that you need to to activate the next phase of the boss. So I like that instead of it being just another battle, they've actually found a really creative way to make a boss battle different from every other main fight that you do, which Persona's done already. Each boss fight always has something unique to it. That isn't just this boss has a lot of health or this boss has one really extra powerful attack. No, there's an actual gameplay mechanic or some sort of unique status that they bring in to make it different from every other fight you've ever done. So they've kept that. And then on top of that, you have still the very realistic storytelling, like the end of the second dungeon hit very hard to me. Not for like any realistic reasons, but it was just very, the way that it's dramatized was very easily emotion inducing. And then the animation style, I think, is at its best now because they've gone to a more, um, I guess you can say in like the anime world, a chibi-fied style. So it's much more like easily like cartoonish. So the facial expressions are even more out there and it definitely go- carries a much more lighthearted bit because it, ha- it, like, it has its serious moments so far, but it's still meant to be like a much more whimsical feel to it. So like I- I've enjoyed that thoroughly. And again because Persona games are just a fantastic at this. The the music soundtrack is a fucking banger. Like, had it been released just a little bit later, I would have hoped that this would have gone for best music. It probably wouldn't have. I would have maybe pushed, I don't know, I'm not sure. I can't even remember what the all the nominees were. I know Final Fantasy and Hi-Fi Rush were two off the top of my head. I'm sure Breath of the Wild or Baller's Gate or somebody was in there. But, like, I could have potentially pushed them in there, but they don't seem to get a lot of love yet, so... You know, you take it as it is. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm trying to figure out what the next thing is going to be because at this point I've kind of convinced myself and we'll talk about it when we go through our backlog. But like, I think I'm waiting until like Phantom Liberty actually drops just a little bit in price to finally just go through the whole thing because I don't want to have to stop. (laughs) Just Kaylin. He's dying. You're killing him, man. (laughs) He just wants you to play. (laughs) No, what I really want to talk about is I want to talk about the possibility of Ubisoft establishing a coup in singapore to wipe out the government and release <laughs> release them from this contract that they have to do for skull and bones because i feel like that's more likely than skull and bones getting released i mean look i could play another not technically jrpg because it's a west it was made in the west but it's still the jrpg that i bought wrestle quest on steam which is a wrestling jrpg and i really should just do that instead just to keep saying i'm foregoing cyberpunk for more jrpgs chris there's got to be like one out one something else that we can like quickly wait if you finish Super Mario RPG fast enough, I can bum that off of you, and that way I don't have to worry about it. Then that covers me for the rest of the year. Okay, well, I got my plan. Adam, We're good. Adam, mute your mic. You're 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 in timeout. Chris, what no. have you been playing? <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, I beat Super Mario RPG, so Adam's plan can work. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. So Super Mario RPG comes after Persona Five Tactica, and then if I still have anything left to play at the end of the year, it's Wrestle Quest. Perfect. And Caleb's uh, left the good. screen. Perfect. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I uh, I beat Super Mario RPG. I beat Kulix or whatever the heck his Q-Lex, name is. Kulix. Yeah. Ugh. I don't think as a kid I ever beat him. And I did, and I and felt And if you like... did, it was usually through a game genie. Yeah, and this was not. This time, I mean, okay, so there is a little bit of a benefit. There's splash damage in this version of the game. It wasn't in the original. and I Yeah, did that would do... help with the four crystals for sure. Yes, and that was also a strategy I worked on, one crystal at a time, and then the splash damage was also kind of trickling down, which was good. 
it is definitely easier. I still had to have the the lazy shell armor on Peach and the lazy shell on Mario and like all the, you know, kind of like super weapon, super armor. I didn't get like the hero armor and stuff like that, but I still did do every side quest, beat the game, beat Kulix, whatever, you, however you say the name. The music was so good because you can tell they took like the Final Fantasy IV pixel remaster music for the Kulix battle, which was cool. Um, it was the Four Fiends battle. I don't know if that's what it was in the original, but it definitely yeah. had the like pixel remaster, like extra oomph to it. Yeah, it wasn't um, like one for really one nice. the Four Fiends from the original game, but it was a modified version. Yeah, so this is basically that a little more orchestrated. I feel like it was right from the pixel remasters. Um, and yeah, it was fantastic. It was so good, especially with like the upgrade to the graphics. They brought him in with this exact look, probably the same engine of the Pixel Remaster games or something. Like, he was so Super Nintendo. Um, but it, like, popped so hard against the remake style of the graphics, which was really cool. And I don't know if he said it in the original, but, like, he comes in and he's like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are you so three-dimensional? And, like, starts coming at Mario, like, we must fight because I am 2D and you are not. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Spacious right there. Yes, it was. Um, so I took him down for that very reason. The yeah, game he, is incredible. he has no place here. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you if you like compared the, it to the original, like, do you think like I'm assuming you would probably say it's a better experience overall now because of just it being obviously in a handheld format, but just from the game itself, like, do is there enough done with it that you actually think like you'd be better off playing the new version than going back and playing like obviously if you can afford to, but otherwise an emulated version of the original. I would say go with the remake. Uh, if you can justify, the, obviously, the $80 price tag, I think it's worth it. Um, I It is the original game. They have not really changed anything from it. There's a couple quality of life improvements make it a little bit easier, like the splash damage if you get perfect timing. Even with playing the game over like the 12 to 15 hours I played, I still couldn't perfect it. Um, you could, and it was kind of like, if your timing was good, you'd get that extra damage. You had to be, your timing was perfect to get the splash damage. So it still encouraged you to like really master the moves and stuff. Other than that, the game is unchanged. It's just when you look at the original artwork and then come to the new one, it, it really is just a fresh coat of paint. And I, it really does make to me, at least I think a difference. Because the crazy part is it feels physically exactly like the old game. When you move Mario around on the screen, when you jump and get the hidden question blocks, when you do everything, it feels the exact same, like as if you're playing the old game. Um, you can change the music back, which I did. I would like have it for a while on the new music and then put it back to the old music and kind of go back and forth. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels the exact same. There, with the little quality of life improvements and stuff, but just with the graphic upgrade, like, you know, the Super Nintendo one was a much lower resolution. Yes, you can up it, but it's still like a um, four by three image. Like it's, you know, more of a square image versus widescreen, all that kind of stuff. Um, I really do think that this version is worth giving a go over this this remake over the original. I really do think so. Even... There was things in the credits, like there it would show the old graphics, and then it would just kind of like wipe and all of a sudden become the new graphics. And you were just like, whoa, what the... F like, it would do these very cool nods. Um, and again, nothing's missing. So if you remember all the like little short side questy things, like finding other Nintendo characters in the game and stuff like that, it's all there. Everything's still there. It's just kind of been up to what you'd expect a Switch game to look like. So if, yeah, if you can justify spending the $80, it is immensely worth playing for sure. Like I couldn't put it down and I'm really busy lately with wedding planning and such, and I really shouldn't be playing games. Um, but I mean, just having it on a switch I mean, where a at like 11, game you were practicing. I was practicing. <laughs> I was practicing. Um, but also just it's on the switch so I can leave it on the back of my couch and when my fiance goes to bed at like 1130, it's like, oh, ooh, what's this? And then I can just play Mario RPG right for an hour deck. before bed. Right next to the Steam Deck. Right next, literally easy. actually sitting next to each other. <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy enough to just like put a book in front of it and like 
No, totally helping with this. I got this, sweetie. The book is How to Plan the Perfect Wedding and Be the Perfect Husband. And I'm just like playing Super Mario RPG behind it. All she hears is like, Whoa! and it's like, what's that? Just excited. Just excited. So so two fun um, questions. Um, I'm assuming you did not 100% it because I imagine you did not get the super jumps required to get the super suit. Nope. Couldn't do the perfect timing. I couldn't do it. I don't know why. And then my second question, the more fun one is, what is your favorite boss now from the remake compared to the original? Oh, that's such a good question. I still like, love there's, Booster There's some that sound like, I can't wait to play the Axum Rangers fight again in, in with the new oh, graphics. But like, there's yes. also like side ones. Like Krakow is always like a nice, a nice fun one. I imagine playing um, the, uh, the sword when you fight that. In the, I can't remember the sword's name. You remember the, the cheatsy way of uh, beating that boss? Oh, no, I don't actually. So if you take out, I believe it's the the right eye, you make it dizzy, and that makes you allowed to hit the um the top and do damage. Gino Whirl will straight up do 9999 damage to it. Oh. <laughs> I In the original game, you could just one-shot it because the <laughs> way it was coded, just I can't remember how it was explained, but like that's just an, a, an easy way to go right through it. Oh, yeah, no, I beat the boss normally again a little bit easier splash damage i also actually grinded like two or three times i was level like 29 when i beat the game which was way more than i needed um i was preparing for the kulex fight so the end of the game it was it was ridiculous well my, my dog's barking um yeah but other than beating and playing that the only other thing i've played a little bit is a shadow of the colossus the ps4 remake or whatever i know it's random I where did just, this come from i know i already yeah, had that's it. not I trails in the it. sky second chapter no, no i Cyberpunk. need something i can play in very short brief bits and not forget what i was doing in the story so i have to restart while wedding planning and shadow of the colossus is the perfect game um I just realized that my fiance is actually locked out of the house so in a moment i'm going to go upstairs and let <laughs> her in and receive oh, you're her busy wrath. Tell you you're busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just needed that uh, that that one game. Okay, I'm going to go before she murders me. I will be right back. <laughs> Do it. You guys can it's fine. It's fine. We'll cover for you. No one will know the difference. All right, let's talk nothing but... Oh, she's got his headphones on. That's no fun. He's kept them on. Uh, we can't talk mad shit about him. You can't him. argue against it. No, that's um, true. He can't I'll... defend himself. Yeah, really. So, look at him. Not even married. He's already whipped and opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, I've been, uh, I've been playing... I... I have been going through spider-man um oh yeah i actually like it i did yeah i've like done a couple of the basic missions and stuff wait sorry the first uh, one or the, like or the new one spider-man two. Spider okay, two. i couldn't remember if you'd said you played the originals or not i think we had the oh, yeah. conversation Flat but i'm flattening both the other ones but yeah so i'm playing spider-man 2 i'm liking it um it's very peter and miles heavy at the front in terms of like their personal lives and i don't necessarily care about that um i haven't like so far like seeing some of the old villains super cool um I don't know if it's just me, if I'm just not used to the game or like if I don't remember it the right, but the controls for web slinging in this game feel so weird. Like, I feel like I have no control and I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, they don't feel responsive in the sense of like, oh, I want to go here. And they're like, I'll overcompensate. I'll swing backwards. And I'm just like, mm. and I can't tell if it's me. It took a second the because changed. they added a couple of different ways to traverse. So it just became a matter of figuring out, okay, what made you faster, especially when they added the gliding. Yeah. So yeah, it, just, it like, just I'll became try and, a matter because I, I know what you're talking about because I used like different methods mm -hmm. to what I did in this game compared to what I would have done in, in mm -hmm. one in Miles Morales. So it'll probably just be a case of once you unlock a couple more of the traversal abilities and you start to get a sense of like what the better, the more fluent way for you is, you'll probably get to that same point I did. Yeah, I just want to, like, web sling, but I find, like, I'm trying to, like, get to a point, and, like, it's not precise of, like, hey, I want to land here and fight these guys. It's, like, I land over here, and, like, okay, now I got to walk my ass over, so. And it's less cool mm. when Spider-Man, wa like, walks into a fight versus drops into a fight. Like, hey, guys, how's it going? You guys want to fight? Yeah, it takes um, a Like, usually what I would do is I would either have the web glider to, to if I wanted to pinpoint it, or you have, like, the, I believe it's holding down the left thumbstick where you just straight free fall. Mm. oh i love that and then swinging at the last second before death so good even though yeah. i think he just rolls slightly just, and it's yeah, like he, ah. just, he just parkours even though he was going at like 200 miles an hour but you know like empire state building like roll quick duck and roll there you go just like a spider yeah. would 
actually really yeah. like the game. Like, I think it's really cool and stuff. Uh, I'm still really early into it, but I'm enjoying that. Still playing Baldur's Gate with with uh, Jen, and that's been a lot of fun. That game is really starting to click, and like, I feel like it's hard because I have to wait for her because we want to play it together. But it's just like, oh, I just want to play so much more, and it's like really getting its teeth into me, and really enjoying that one. So I'm just wishing it's some, really cool. Something like, would put Baldur's Gate on there, even though there's no way it's gonna go on the subscription service anytime soon. Now, just gonna be like, hey, Chris, we should get, we should start playing it together and see if we can get through it faster than Kalen can. So which oh, you definitely probably, can. probably. Definitely. And of course, Cyberpunk, obviously. Oh, yeah. Another, another thing to go in front of Cyberpunk, of course. Yeah, I just, I've, got the handic- I've got the <laughs> handicap that, like, I have a kid, so I don't have a lot of time to game. And then I'm also waiting for Jen, who doesn't have a lot of time to game. And I also have to compete because she's also working towards, like, reading more and stuff. So, like, she's read 50 books this year, which is crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me to pry her away from her books to to come play video games but proud of her but kind of sucks because i want to play Baldur's gate <laughs> proud of you for doing a more you know sophisticated version of entertainment but please well, depends I mean, on the book just keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> if you read the biography of like the, the wives of new jersey well that's a different story <laughs> yeah she's just reading the Baldur's gate gate like <laughs> walkthrough guide <laughs> the wives of Baldur's gate <laughs> just <laughs> That would have been an awesome segue for next week's episode. But let's segue into this week's episode. Uh, we've been talking about some of the games this past year that we've been playing. We've all agreed that this year has been a banger of a year. Um, but there's so many games in oh so few times. So not all of them are going to make it uh, onto our consoles on time. So I thought this week, gentlemen, we could talk about the games from this year that are gonna that we want to play but are being relegated to the backlog, maybe to one day never be played again. It, a la Chris. So, guys, I just thought we'd open up to the floor. What are some games that came out this year that you not didn't get around to, but feel like you probably will in the next couple of months when things start to dry out just a little bit but in terms of releases? Um, one of the ones that's first on my list, now that I've got the Xbox, I got Game Pass, I feel an obligation to play Hi-Fi Rush. I opened it, I started playing yes. it, it, but it's, yeah, that's one on my list that I feel like I need to play, so... I dabbled in it, but I was playing with James and it's really hard to do a rhythm game when you have a four year old constantly uh, asking what, you know, asking for something. But Hi-Fi Rush is one that I want to play. What about you guys? Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Of course I was going to start with that. That's also the third one on my list too. (laughs) I mean, it is on my list. You're never going to play it. It's too, you're enjoying the bit way too much to actually play the That's game. That's not you're true. More... I actually do really want to play it. It's just a matter of. It's so good. It's just a matter of other things come up. Look, Yakuza and Persona kind of take center stage with me. It's just, just unfortunate timing. I just have to make sure I play it before. Let me pull up the dates that I have. I have till January 26th before the next Yakuza game comes out, and that possibly takes my time away because. In the span of a month, it will be Yakuza's second JRPG game, the Persona 3 remake, and then the Final Fantasy VII Part Two. So I should probably play Cyberpunk anytime between now and January. Let me just quickly look at the date. Nope, not And out. it's gone. <laughs> Chris, what about you? What's one on your list that you uh, that's getting relegated to your backlog? Uh, I've actually already put one in my backlog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had one of those Nintendo vouchers that was expiring uh mm-hmm. because you buy it as a set it's like 130 canadian dollars and it gets you two nintendo games and it's like you can use it for pre-ordering it's like pretty much the entire first party library it's the only way to get a discount on nintendo first party games to be honest um so i like to use that every single time and the only downside is you have i think it's a year to redeem them usually it's not a big deal like i used it and i got mario rpg and mario wonder like right away. The issue is I had one from earlier in the year. I don't remember what I used for the first game, but I got the notification like, yo, you've got like 30 days. And I was like, shit. So I went in and I was like, what's on my wish list that I do want to play that's a Nintendo first party, not gonna go, you know, on sale or anything crazy. What should I pick? And I ended up picking that Fire Emblem Engage game. Oh, okay. I was sitting there being like, <laughs> yeah, what would so- be left then? Because I'm sure you've played Metroid Dread already. I already had Metro. I already have Metroid Dread. Yeah, and uh, Mario Rabbids too. Yeah, no, that's I would never. That's one of those ones that will go ninety percent off. Do not waste a voucher on that. It's funny because I know we have one guy who listens to the show who's a big Mario Wonders fan, and he's probably yelling at us right now, being like, "Oh, it's a good game," and I just don't care. No, 
Oh, the rabbits. Yeah. I played the yeah. first one. It was fun. I got it for like $8 on sale. It was fun, but I have still zero. I'd never go back and play it again. And I really don't care about the sequel. It was more of a, I have nothing to play on my <laughs> switch. Um, my voucher's expiring in two days. <laughs> but yeah, I got fire emblem engaged. So that came out this year, like in January, I ended up picking it up like almost halfway through the year, like May or something like that. Um, no, it would have been before Tears of the Kingdom because I used a voucher for... Oh, maybe that's... No, I don't remember. Did you ever Either play way, a Fire Emblem game prior to that? Like, I mean, Three Houses specifically oh, yeah. since I was the other Switch oh, yeah. game? I couldn't remember if you had or not. Yeah, I have, I have Three Houses. I've played through the whole thing. I love. It was my first Fire Emblem, but it made me fall in love with the series. I feel like this one's not going to be as good. It doesn't have the school and the whole, like, student-teacher stuff all going on, but... I figured, you know what? It's a fun. I love the like tactical RPGs. Um, I can get this. I it's either this or actually my voucher expires, so I might as well and get advanced wars. Get advanced wars reboot. That unfortunately I hadn't thought of until you started talking about it later. Because by the time yeah. you were playing it and talking about it on the podcast, it was already too late. Mm. Um, I do plan on picking that one up too. That's actually on my list, just as a little spoiler. But that one's going to be pretty far down the list due to the fact that I have. Fire Emblem Engage, which I've already technically paid for, and I better play that first. So yeah, Fire Emblem Engage is a big one for me. Not not that you need to get more, though, but if there's a Fire Emblem game if you haven't played yet, try out Awakening on uh, the 3DS if you can find a way to play. That's, to my opinion, the best one they've done in the last 10 years. I do have that one. It's not on my 3DS. It's on Totally Illegal Way on my Steam Deck. Totally there <laughs> legally. Well, then there you um, go. <laughs> so that one's just like, it'll always be there, so... I might as well pay for the, play the one I paid for, and then I'll go and probably play that at some point after. It's installed. It sits there. Sometimes I look at it, like the rest of my Steam library. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point of a Steam library. It's just to look at it. Yeah. It's no, a wallpaper. It's, no, it's no. Basically, Steam libraries are the fine china set that our parents had. Yes. It's there. It's on display. And you just can't you never break use it. it. Exactly. <laughs> Or go in that cabinet. That cabinet and you'll give committed. it to your kids one day and they'll be like, I don't want this. And like. <laughs> That's, That's an interesting conversation. Feel. Can you imagine like if Steam stays around that long? And it's like, oh, God, like you make, you make sure you put the passwords down as part of the will being like, and, and I give to you my Steam library. <laughs> God, That's actually the future. That's the scary. <laughs> I think you're not wrong. <laughs> um, One other one that I had on my list is like, like uh like chris uh i want to go back to advanced wars reboot camp i finished the first game but i want to go play the second game because i mean the campaign and story are pointless and stupid but the gameplay is just so much fun if you just want like a small it feels like a board game and it is so much fun to play um yeah uh i've got advanced wars reboot camp on there just i got it from the library i played the first one and now i don't feel like i because i played the first one i don't feel like i should buy it because i've already played half of it so i'll just take it out again and play it once again shout it to your library go check it out they probably have video games there Nice. Adam, what about you? What's on yours? Well, I mean, now that I know that it's free, I mean, Super Mario RPG is going to be added to my backlog soon enough. So, you know, that'll be, that'll be in there at some point. Um, but like I said earlier, I did buy WrestleQuest, which is a wrestling-based or wrestling-themed JRPG, so I do need to get around to that. Um, I mean, in terms of things that I don't own yet, I still at some point want to get to Baldur's Gate. It probably won't be in this in this stretch. If there is anything in the stretch, I might get around to assuming I don't finally go with Cyberpunk. I do, knowing that it's now completely been released, I do want to still go through the Expanse Telltale series that I haven't gotten around to yet. Mm. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, the list grew. That's probably the biggest <laughs> one on my grew. list that I that I need to get. Because it's actually Same. affordable. Because it's only 40 bucks, <laughs> I believe. Nice. Chris, what about you? What's another one you're adding to your list? Other Basically, this is not a good exercise for Chris. This is a bad episode for him. Yeah, if anybody's wondering, I actually keep track of my backlog, and it's currently at 348. Those are all the games I have paid for. That does not include Game Pass or PlayStation Extra, because those don't count. So we apologize in, in advance that this episode is seven hours long. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, this, that's like my whole backlog. I focused purely on this year, because... I couldn't not. It's the only way this is feasible. <laughs> you have so many games on your backlog that if you played one, every, like played and finished one every day, it would take you almost a whole year, not including every release that come up in between. And any yeah. releases and that are, are impossible to finish even with no sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, I figured it out. It's gonna take me a while. I mean, I'm pretty good. I keep track of how many games I've beaten off the like the backlog and stuff like that. I'm at I've beaten 64 games this year or 65. Um, so I'm, I did good. I did pretty good. Last year it was 72. I like to keep track of that. But the I mean, every time I buy a game, the backlog goes up. You know, one tick, so it kind of hurts. So well, this I mean, list having actually things like Game Pass and PlayStation hurt. Extra Two just makes it harder because there's always something else that's out of there that you didn't intend to buy anytime soon. No, I actually and canceled. Oh, so good. I was, was gonna say speaking, speaking of PlayStation, I canceled PlayStation Extra today. It's oh, renewed wow. yesterday. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. I'm giving up. So on like PlayStation even Plus. essential? Did you cancel essential? I, can- I canceled the whole thing. I'm out. Wow. Yeah, I was like, the games are pointless. I don't need it. Like the only thing that's beneficial at this point for me is the cloud backup. But like, yeah, at know. that point, unless you really have a game, you really need that backup save. Yeah, they haven't yeah. they haven't crossed me enough yet where I've gone, you're not putting anything on there. I think this last Essentials month was probably the weakest they've done in a while. But even then, it's like, there's still games on that they keep releasing that I'm like, you know what, I was never going to try you to, with paying money, so fuck it. Like, this is my cheat way of doing it. Gives me a chance to try some stuff I normally would. Same with Game Pass, right? So... Well, that's yeah. my thought. Like, I was like, I don't need both. Like, I don't play enough games, and I, I still prefer to buy my games and have. Yeah, in your copies. case, it makes more sense because your time is n- way, way more compromised. Yeah, so. yeah, and I'm like, yeah. of the two services, I feel Game Pass is the better option. And so, Agreed. PlayStation is giving me my physical console. That'll be I just buy my new games there, and then the the Xbox will be my Game Pass game services kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. funny, like, my major games are always played on PlayStation, but Game Pass also gets a lot of usage, and I almost play nothing exclusively from what I've downloaded or bought physically. So, like, almost everything is a Game Pass game that I play on Xbox, and almost, like, I'm pretty sure at this point the only thing that I've purchased was Forza Horizon 5, which came with the console. I think everything else I've played on my Xbox has been through Game Pass, so anything yeah. that I've played separately outside of a subscription has always been on PlayStation or PC at this point. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of Game Pass, my next two games are in the backlog of Game Pass, Go but they it. did come out this year. One of them I've been playing. It's kind of like Forza Motorsport. It's kind of not a game that you sit there and you just burn through, and it's like I beat it. Like there's a bunch of races and stuff. It's on my list too, but I, not until I can buy a racing wheel because I I've realized I'm like fuck it. I don't want to play this game with a controller anymore. I want to go full in on this. Oh, you want to go full in it? Yeah, I can't do that. I just don't I, have I the almost because they uh, Amazon on Black Friday had the racing wheel that I've had my eye on, and it was for 150 bucks rather than two ish, 200 ish. And I'm mm. like, if it wasn't Christmas time where I've already spent way too much money, I would, but I shouldn't now because I'm a, I'm a responsible adult sometimes. Adam, what I'm just saying is nobody knows what you want more for Christmas than you do. Right? Yeah. yeah treat yourself. <laughs> What's the other game that's why I also didn't sp- spend the money on it because I've already treated myself too much. Uh, the other game is City Skylines 2, which oh, yeah. is on Game Pass. I was just waiting for a couple patches at first. Now it's just been lost in the backlog where it's like, ugh, but there's all this other stuff I'm playing. It lost its like launch window hype where I would drop what I'm doing to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will get to it. I love those kind of games, especially Game Pass is good at being like, hey, here's what's leaving this month. As soon as I see that, I would like drop what I'm doing and play that before it leaves because City Skylines is such a good like city sim game. Um, It's just it's big and it gets Mm -hmm. very expensive if you actually want all the things. Takes a while till it's pretty cheap to get into. Uh, So I'd like to play it on Game Pass while it's still considered expensive um, instead of waiting a long time before it becomes a lot cheaper. So that and Forza Motorsport, one a relaxing city builder, the other a play for an hour racer, get out, come back a day later, play another hour, like just kind of go in and out, in and out kind of thing. I was curiously just looking to see what was about to get removed from Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, Eastward's about to get removed in like a few days, which was my game of the year last year, which was interesting. Yeah. Oh, I meant to play that. Oh well. well, it's leaving. Too bad. Um, <laughs> staying within the Xbox ecosystem, I want to get into Diablo Four. When I got mm. my Xbox, it came with a copy of Diablo Four, so I have it. I know it's had some crap and stuff with like the season pass and stuff. I don't care about that crap. I just want to play like the campaign really quickly. So uh, Diablo Four is on my list. It's probably like once there's the first law, I think that might be the. I think Hi-Fi Rush might be the first one I play, and then Diablo is number two. 
I completely agree with you on that. I'm a big Diablo fan. I have been since I was a teenager playing Diablo 2, like till 7 a.m. with a friend online. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with you also with the Battle Pass stuff. Like, I get it if you're a player that wants the end game, post game content. Mm -hmm. It's not a good experience. But just if you plan on picking it up or you get it with the Xbox and you just want to play the campaign, I have to assume it's yeah. still just a good Diablo game for the main campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm eventually going to pick it up. The only thing is I usually play it on PC and then you have to use like the Battle.net launcher and it's not very fun. Well, Blizzard's gotten desperate and they started adding their games to Steam for like the first time ever. And they added Diablo 4 to Steam and it's Steam Deck Verified. So the also, ability to play on the PC and then just play it on the Steam Deck, I'll probably also, pick it up. I imagine it's going to be on Game Pass any moment now with Activision now being part of the Xbox family. That is that's that's going to be the interesting uh, thing for next year is seeing like how they roll things out with the new acquisition like now finalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be good. If that happened, I'll probably hold off. I have too much going on anyways. But yeah, if that... Yeah, you'll have plenty of time to wait and there. see at that point. Yeah, I'll yeah. hop in that immediately and start playing. And the good thing is Game Pass is also on PC. So if I wanted to play it on PC... I'll do that. Or maybe even cloud street or X cloud or whatever it's called on the steam deck could do that too. Could play it everywhere. Yeah. Adam, what about you? What, what's the one that you're adding to your backlog? I mean, that covers everything that I've purchased from this year. So it's now a matter of just waiting till things drop in price. Like I've said, Baldur's Gate hmm. three is the big one that I've got my own for obvious reasons. It's a matter though, of I would need somebody to play it with. I don't plan on playing that solo. I think mm. that's the kind of game that if I try to play it solo, I'm going to get bored almost immediately. And I don't want to, I don't no, want to have that case. I actually think it might be a better experience playing it solo. Like that game feels like it's designed as a solo game. I love my wife. I'm having fun playing Baldur's Gate with her. Like we don't often get a chance to play video games together. Um, and I'm enjoying it with her, but it is a bit of a frustrating experience because it's not, it seems like it's designed as a single player game with a multiplayer kind of attached. Well, the reason if one, the reason that I'm thinking that I need to is because from trying out a game like Divinity Original Sin 2, mm -hmm. it's not that I thought it was bad, but I didn't feel like I was enjoying myself all that much. And I think that mm. a part of it, I it's like I when I played it, I went, this is like really well put together, but I went, it's too quiet. Like I need mm. something else. And I think by having somebody there to and riff on the stupid shit that's happening, like I think that mm. that gives the opportunity of like adding a little bit more into it. So that's kind of it's in the same way that like I still really want to play Payday Three, even though I've seen all the things that go up. But I don't want to play that alone or with random people. I'd rather play that with yeah. with a group. So it's one of those cases where I'm just kind of assuming that like I don't think I'll end up playing too deep into it if I play on my own because I'll probably be like this is fine, but like I'm not super into this. And then I'll see the shiny thing and I'll go, ooh, what's this? And completely leave. Or, or at least if I play it with somebody else, there's a reason for me to keep coming back to it. Because like there are certain games that I have that I play with a, a group of friends that I don't ever really play on my own. But if they're online and they're playing it, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll jump into that for a couple hours because it's easy to do so because I enjoy the game, but I don't enjoy it nearly as much if I don't have people there to laugh along with it. But That's totally like, fair. Like, I, yeah. I get that point. Like What I was just saying, though, is that like, there's some things like last night we were playing and we've got two new characters in our game. And like, I was like, okay, like let's get into it. And the problem is that like you have to level them up. And unless that one person is paired up with Jen, she's just sitting there while I'm leveling up two characters to level four. And she's just sits there and it's like, this sucks for me. So like, mm -hmm. it just, it feels like it's not designed. Like it feels like an afterthought, but I totally get your val your, your argument there. Yeah, and I mean, aside from that, like, I'll probably they'll probably not go down in price enough till they do their uh, their ultimate editions. But like, I do want to get through the story modes of both Mortal Kombat One and Street Fighter Six because, yeah. as much as I'm not like super deep into fighting games, I always love playing through story modes of games and getting a hold of all that stuff because it it reminds me of when I was a kid, always loving to play Street Fighter Turbo Two or Mortal Kombat One through Three or anything like that, or even like Soul Calibur 2 and 3. Like, I always love the story modes more than anything. I wish that there was a way for me to pay a partial price so I can only access the offline modes in the, in these games. Like, I wish that would exist so people like me could like actually... Like Capcom, I want to give you my money, but I'm not giving you all of the money to put 
like 25% of the content in. Like, I'm not doing that. So I have to wait until they do their their really cheap additions or if it just goes down so far in price because it's been six plus months. That's yeah. a Call of Duty conundrum. Yeah. I mean, it used to not be that way and then they decided to basically become the Madden of shooters and I went, well, I can wait or just not, which yeah. as someone who has no inclination to want to play with online randoms anymore, uh, I just don't. Yeah. Uh, one that's on my list that I want to play. And I dabbled in it, but it just didn't hit right because I wanted to play Cyberpunk instead. That was Armored Core 6. So I I never played an Armored Core game. It seems like it's a cool game. I like the whole mech assault stuff. And I don't know. It came out and it kind of like, I didn't light the world on fire, especially from a FromSoft game. But I'm, I figure when that game goes on sale for 20 bucks, I'll pick it up and give it a shot and see how it goes. Or get it from the library. Nice. Yeah. Are you, yeah, are you, are got, you guys going to play Armor Core? I don't think... I don't know. Unless I think it's like super cheap or on like a well. subscription service, probably not at this point. Not mm. because I don't want to, mm. but because by the time that like it starts to really drop in price, I'm going to be so deep in so many other things because we're talking about potentially like the spring into the summer where we're going to... Because you look at what's going for 2024. I'm sure we'll do first episode of January or something like that. We'll go over like what the next year is looking like but like as of right now it's pretty quiet once we get into april because just nothing's been announced yet i'm sure the game awards will fix some of that gdc and march will do the same and then obviously anything just straight up trailer launch announcements but like for like the first few months it's relatively busy but not too much but we know that once we get into the spring like we're gonna have so many more things coming assuming that we're still getting that constant run so like it just feels like one of those games that a lot of games do where AAA wise you look at and be like, I want to, but I think you just aren't big enough for me to get around to at this point, which is just kind of the mm. the general feeling. And some of other games have been like that. Like I'm amazed I even got the chance to try Elden Ring, even though I knew I wasn't going to get too deep yeah. into it, but I'm glad that I at least got it out of my system. Armor Core is a similar story where I'm just like, I really want to try you, but not enough that I'm going to pay the, the amount of money it's going to take right now. And by the time it's cheap, there's always a chance that there's going to be like 10 other things I have in my back pocket that I want to go after first. Yeah. I feel like that's a, if it came to game pass, I would play it, but if I had to buy it, I don't think I would be willing to drop everything else already on the purchase list to instead purchase that. Yeah. If it's on game pass and there's like a week lull where I'm, I'm like waiting for something to come out and I don't want to start anything major, that probably be a great opportunity, but there always could be other things that are also in that point too. I'm not even sure Armor Core would beat those either. So, fair enough. Yeah, Chris, what's one on your list? I've got a pretty good one that I know everybody's dying to play, and that is Sonic Superstars. Um, pretty oh. sure the I'm the only person excited to actually play this. Um, yeah, I I do really want to play it. I'm a huge Sonic fan, huge Sonic nerd. You can see the Sonic Couldn't shrine tell. behind me. Yeah. Um, it's a 2D Sonic, like it's not a stupid freaking like trying to go 3D. Sonic Frontiers was good to me, like it was fine. Um, but I mean, this is definitely where I feel Sonic is at its best. I don't think it's going to be as good as Sonic Mania or anything like that, which is why I didn't purchase it day one. Sonic Mania coming out, also being like, I think 40 or $50 was like a day one purchase for me. Um, whereas this, it's kind of like, it's only a Sonic game. It's not even a collection of like four Sonic games. I know I'm going to beat this. I'm good at Sonic games. I've played a lot of them. I'm going to be done in like three and a half hours. Like beginning to end, I'm going to beat the whole game. I'll get all the Chaos Emeralds. I'll be done. Like it's not going to be a huge challenge um, unless the achievements are something or something fun to go for, which I don't know if they would be. Usually Sonic achievements are like collect a million rings over many playthroughs. And it's like, I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, I do want to pick it up, but it's definitely a wait till it goes on sale, pick it up probably on the steam deck and then just go for it. Like just play my four to five hours of Sonic probably in a single day and then be done with it. But yeah, that definitely needs to be a, a pretty hefty discount for, for a one day's worth of entertainment for me. Fair enough. Adam. Yeah. Um, I mean, that covers everything that came out this year. So at this point, I would be talking about stuff that's just in my backlog in general. Okay. Um, for me, there's uh, I've got two and a half left. Uh, one of the big ones that I'm most excited for, and we're now getting into Christmas territory. Uh, so 
if you want to get me a Christmas present, um, mm-hmm. it's particularly just for Jen, who doesn't listen to the podcast, it's just you know, wishful manifestation. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, I am so excited to get back into classic Assassin's Creed. Assassin's oh, yeah. Creed is one of my favorite franchises ever, and so to get back into classic stealth stabbing, I'm very excited for. So, hopefully, I've kind of put the feelings out there that's what I'd like for Christmas, and so we'll see if uh. Jen passes it along to someone who wants to grab that, and then I'm so that's one of my that ones. I didn't get into that, but I think that has more to do with just open world games in general than it does oh. Assassin's Creed. The Venn diagram of like the perfect game for Kalen is like, hey, do you like stealth games? Yes. Do you like history? Yeah. Well, have I got the series for you? And it yeah. just it hits so well, and I've been. Starting yeah, to get and then there's the other I... part of the top there that kind of bleeds and that goes, hey, do you also like weird ass plots where they go into space and there's this weird like, you know, gods from like thousands and thousands of years ago? And That's the JRPG side of Assassin's Creed and I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. That's the history part, guys. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's the jrpg side that tries to squeeze in i'm like I mean, no yeah it's, no it's, place it's for poseidon you. and it's 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 yeah i can't really justify can no. i no um it's such the a other one game. the other one i have is uh mario wonder um i find since like my son's been around more and more and like he's starting to get into video games like i like i'm using my switch a lot more than i used to and to have something that's family friendly that i can play on the tv while he's doing whatever the hell he does um it really appeals to me and I, like mario is just such a reliable franchise like they don't make bad mario games like even mario is like the pizza of video games even a bad mario game is still a good game so yeah and this is good pizza this is a yeah good this one. is good this is good pizza so yeah, yeah. Those, are the, those are the big two on my list so nice yeah. what's what the half you said two and a half <laughs> Honestly, so Alan Wake 2. I have I'm not like super interested in that. Like I'm not like I need to go out and play it, but it's just it's getting so much hype and it's being talked about so much that like I'm not into spooky games. I'm not into like the whole horror thing. Um I liked control, so like might be one of those things I pick up eventually, but it's not like a if I get around to it, if I'm in a bored moment, like I'll try Alan Wake 2, but it's not something that's like I need to get to this. So I wish I was braver. That game does look like beautiful. And I loved Alan Wake one scared the crap out of me, but still loved it. And obviously control Mm -hmm. like remedy is just such a good developer quantum Mm -hmm. break, just like all of them, like such good storytelling and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that game from what I've seen, I have a friend who's playing and like every screenshot he's shown me, it's just like nightmare fuel. So I'm like, cool. I'm just never playing this. Cool. Yeah. Ever. There's no way. I wish I was <laughs> I could, but not going to happen. Yeah. I was uh, interested Adam, when you said half. I was I, like, I, I just like, half. you know, that they uh, decided for one of their songs in Alan Wake 2 to make this really cheesy music video. If you look up Old Gods of Asgard, Herald of Darkness, they did yeah. this weird, like, interpretive <laughs> dance music video, and it's so fucking stupid. And I love the fact that they put that together. Because also, side note, Old Gods of Asgard has been one of the best things that has come out of Remedy because that music is fucking good. They're really good at it what is. they do. Because, like, obviously, like, I'm, has everybody here played through of Control? Yes. So you know that one level where you're in this essentially, like, Inception kind of maze room yeah. and they play that heavy metal yeah. track in there? That's Old Gods of Asgard. It's so fucking legit and... Like I could, like I would, if they legitimately did a new, uh, like an actual concert out here, I would one hundred percent go and see that because that sounds like a fucking good time. Oh yeah. So like, there's a part of me that also wants to play Alan Wake too, but again, there's also like the Chris part of my brain that goes, no, I'm not just me yelling in there. Like you idiot, don't do it. It's scary. I say that with a backlog that doesn't have anything to do with this year. I still have Resident Evil Two remakes sitting on my console, being like, do you want to try me? And I'm like, I do. I don't, but I do, but I don't. <laughs> All right, Chris, wrap uh, it up. What do you got left on your list? I've anything? only got one left, and I think it came out this year. I'm, I'm like 99% sure it came out this year. Octopath Traveler 2. Yes. Um, yeah. JRPG, that 2.5D style where it's like pixelated characters in a 3D world. I don't know. I just love that art style. Thing is, I already picked up Tactics Ogre, um Mm. which is a remake of the super nintendo game done by basically the octopath traveler developers it looks almost the same because they went with the exact same art style and everything 
and I haven't played that yet. It doesn't count as this year because I picked it up December 2022 in the Steam Winter Sale. It's in the other backlog, <laughs> all the games we don't talk about from previous years. Um, and I need to still beat that. It's the only game I actually bought in recent Steam sales that I still haven't gotten to just because so many other JRPGs have been in the way. Um, so I can't justify getting Octopath Traveler 2 while I have basically the exact same game just with a different story already sitting ready to go. Plus, Octopath Traveler 1, I played that on Game Pass. And interestingly enough, Octopath Traveler 1 released on Xbox and not PlayStation. And then I think eventually released on both. Octopath Traveler 2 released on PlayStation and not Xbox. But then probably will eventually release on both and end up on Game Pass. So I'm kind of just holding out hope, hoping that uh, it ends up there. If not, maybe it'll eventually be on sale and I'll have beaten enough JRPGs where I'm ready for another one to be in added into the backlog. And uh, then I'll, I'll throw that on the Steam Deck or something. That's my only other one. But that one is at the end of the list because I know that one is pretty far off because I have two similar games already. I got a bit, I got a beat before I can justify picking that up. Yeah. So that, that ladies and gentlemen are the games that we are not going to be voting for, for our game of the year next year. So, uh, kind of a little bit spoiler there and that's going to be it for us this week. Thank you so much for sticking around. If you like that and you want to see more, like I said, we post every week on Wednesdays at 12 PM on youtube.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We also do a little bonus episode on YouTube called SideQuest. We just quickly talk about a topic, usually 15, 20 minutes. But there's not going to be any this week or next week as we've got some special events going on. Actually, that reminds me, Adam did the reminder raising of his glasses. Next, is it Friday? When's the Game Awards, Adam? It's uh, Thursday on the 7th of December. Thursday the 7th of December. Adam is going to be streaming live, watching the Game Awards. Feel free to join him. He's going to be talking about all the awards that are going on. Uh, Adam, where can they find you for that live stream? Oh, that'll just be on this channel. I'll stream live to YouTube. There you go. There you go. So you can go there if you want more. And as always, that's going to be it for us. If you want to be part of the episode, you can always reach out to us at linktr.e forward slash pixel play podcast. You'll find all our social media there, including our discord. where you can join us and chat about all things related to video games. It's a good group we have there. We'd love to have one more, including you. So with that, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.